Welcome to the Corporate Hippie Hustle. My name is Allie Brine, and I'm a career alignment coach, speaker, and founder of the Corporate Hippie Hustle brand. Through my work, I'm facilitating a corporate awakening, one empowered woman at a time. I teach tools to women who want to take their corporate careers from stuck to aligned. My ultimate goal is to get the right people in the right positions by challenging the status quo of the corporate world. I know some of my ideas might hit you as a little hippie, but after getting my master's at a top-ranked business school for human resources management and spending time in a Fortune 31 company, I've got some more traditional corporate thoughts for you too. I love pushing you out of your comfort zone because I believe that there's no excuse to not be the best version of yourself. If you're ready for a new take on some traditional corporate tools, combined with some more mindful hippie ideas in order to take your career from stuck to aligned, you're in the right place. I don't play average, and if you're here, I don't expect you do either. So let's do this thing. Welcome to the very first episode of the Corporate Hippie Hustle in 2021. Here we are. So today we are talking about stereotyping in your careers. Now when it comes to stereotyping or heck when it comes to your career period, the idea that you're taught is that kind of similar to this whole Finding Prince Charming concept is that you are on a quest. You are on a quest to find one job, and that one job will take you through the rest of your life as a happy and fulfilled individual. You're told that, you know, when you're a kid, you can be anything that you want to be, whether that's a basketball player or a race car driver or a doctor, teacher, lawyer, whatever it is. But then, at some point, Someone else's reality starts to set in. I've talked about this before. You're told that you can be anything you want to be. And then at some point we go, well, you can't be that. (laughs) Someone else's reality starts to set in. Someone could tell you, you know, you're not tall enough to be a basketball player. Or someone could tell you, in our town, people like you don't become doctors, lawyers, engineers, whatever. Or maybe it even starts to close in on like your own mind. You realize that you're actually terrified of driving really fast and potentially getting into a fiery crash as a race car driver. Like whatever these things are, they start to get in your head and they start to play with you a little bit. So then, you know, you look to plan B, right? While you're still secretly lamenting that you once had these dreams of being a basketball player and maybe you're still interested in those things. So today's episode of the Corporate Hippie Hustle goes out to all of the Karens out there. The ones who refute the idea of this societal deemed far-fetched dream career with something along the lines of, well, I wanted to be a supermodel, but genetics just weren't good to me. (laughs) Or what if you're really not smart enough to be a doctor? 
whatever the questions are that the Karen, the real life Karen, or the Karen in your head is asking you, that is what we're discussing on today's episode, moving beyond stereotypes. What do you do when, say, genetics get in the way? What do you do when your dream career just isn't something that your body is built for? What do you do if you really might not be smart enough to do what you desire? Okay, first on that, I'm willing to bet that you are smart enough to do it, but we'll get into that in a minute. Now, there's this argument around stereotypes, and I want to dig into this a little bit here. And one of the biggest stereotypes is that men and women are just physically built for some jobs versus others, right? So this is the genetics argument. It's one of the reasons why nursing tends to be dominated by women with those, you know, those nurturing genes that they have. And one of the reasons why finding a woman in an oil refinery was very few and far between because you need to be a big, strong man to carry heavy things and turn big valves. (laughs) And while yes, there may be some physical and mental requirements for a job, they've really become deemed in one way or another by our societal conditioning, which is also our stereotyping. So I want to dig into one of my experiences that I had around stereotyping. When I worked at the refinery, I was an HR person who worked in the office. I was also a woman, yes. But the previous HR people who came before me hadn't ventured out into the field very often. So they weren't going out into the refinery. And this was including the men. There had been several men in the HR department and they also were not going out in the refinery. And they had set this reputation up with the hourly guys out in the field that HR people are just going to be the police. They're going to stay in the office and they're only going to show up in the field in the refinery when someone was in trouble. Therefore, since they weren't in the field very often, HR got a reputation of being a little prissy, a little bit, because it was assumed that, you know, they weren't going to come out and they weren't going to get dirty. Therefore, they couldn't come out and get dirty because they weren't physically capable of this. Now, it had nothing to do with gender or body type or whatever. It was just the stereotype that these people had perpetuated within HR at the time. When I'd interned at a different refinery, one thing that was really important to me was getting to know the people that were doing the jobs and what they did. So I went out in the refinery and I shadowed and I told them to show me what they did safely, obviously. And that meant climbing high ladders. That meant driving the train, which was honestly the coolest part of my whole internship. Not going to lie. But then at one point, the guys out there, you know, chuckled to one another and said, you know, let's put her in the skidster, like with a laugh. To which I responded, okay. Because the joke was on them because they didn't know I was frequently put in a skidster as a kid when my dad needed help around the house. (laughs) So I'd already been operating a skidster for quite a while. Now, when I got to this new refinery where the HR reputation had kind of been cemented, I decided to pull that same page from my internship days. And I did the same thing. I wanted to get to know the people. I wanted to get to know their jobs. And I asked to shadow them. Show me what you do. You know, show me what's going on. 
So sure enough, one guy thought that they would get a kick out of having me actually work. They had me pull wrenches as part of my job shadow. And I was basically like, hand me the ratchet. Like, cool, I'm in. I helped fix a turbine. And this was obviously under the close, watchful eye of someone who knew what they were doing. But this was in conjunction with the job shadow. And as I was there learning and doing, another craftsman walked up to me, like from a completely different department, and said, I've never seen HR in the field like this before. I've never seen this before in 20 some years. You are welcome out here with us anytime. And he reached out his hand to shake mine. I had carved a place in their world. They now respected me because I was willing to put those stereotypes of HR being prissy and HR never coming out in the field and HR being the police and HR being too good and like whatever other stereotypes and expectations completely aside. And I was able to prove that I wasn't, I was different for one, and I just wanted to learn. I really created a special connection with those guys, and that lasted through my entire time that I was there. And it was all because I looked past this culturally defined stereotype, and I didn't say, I'm HR, I can't do that. So the very first thing that you need to ask yourself when your dream career is in question, either by the Karen in your head or the Karen outside of your head, and if it's in question due to a stereotyping scenario, is this, am I perpetuating a stereotype that doesn't need to be perpetuated by buying into this? Is my buying into this holding myself back from this scenario because I'm believing something that others say is true? And is that ultimately continuing to perpetuate this narrative, this stereotype? If the answer is yes, then I want you to dig into why. Why are you holding yourself back from this? Is it fear-based? Are you afraid that the stereotype will end up ultimately being true and you'll fail because the stereotype is true and everyone will say, I told you so, so you shouldn't even start? Are you afraid that the stereotype will actually end up being false and you'll be successful? Yes, a fear of success is a very real and very potent thing. Success can be tied to feelings of like imposter syndrome that like you're not good enough feeling, you're not good enough to have what you have, or you don't belong there, or everyone's just going to find out one day that you're actually a fraud or an imposter. Success can also be tied to feelings of unworthiness. Like people coming from the idea of like people like you don't accomplish that. So what are others going to think of you if you do accomplish that? So dig into the meaning. What meaning are you giving these stereotyping questions? The next question is the stereotype, the absolute truth. Is it the end-all, be-all truth? This one could be tied to a physical stereotype. So we'll use that as the example here. So in order to play certain sports, your physical body typically is expected to look and be a certain way. 
The example I used earlier was basketball. So if you're going to be in basketball, you're typically expected to have some height, right? If you're going to play football, you're typically expected to be either quite large if you're going to be a linebacker, but maybe a little more nimble and fast if you're going to be a receiver. But over time, these expectations have changed. My fiance is into sports, so I've watched some of these dynamics shift here, but it's been really interesting to hear what he's had to say because obviously he's been following sports a lot longer than I have. But one of the things that he and I have talked about is hockey. So when it comes to hockey, my understanding is that back in the day, if you wanted to be successful and you wanted to play hockey, you basically needed to be burly. You needed to be burly just to get into fights. Burly and like aggressive. Check people into the boards and call it a day. But hockey has been doing some shifting. They're shifting towards needing to be strong, yes, but also needing to be fast. So you're seeing players who are maybe smaller in height and stature and maybe not quite as burly of human beings as previously because the dynamics and the stereotypes can shift. They can change. Stereotypes are just there because a number of people buy into them. They're always available to be changed and you can always change it. Is it going to be easy? Mm, Not always, but if it's something that you're committed to, then it'll be worth it, right? Okay, that's the extent of my hockey knowledge, and shout out to Nicholas for teaching me those things. Now, at the end of the day, the question that you need to ask yourself about this one is this. Has no one in the world ever accomplished this goal that you have in a different way? in a way outside of the stereotyping. So it could be, has no one in the world ever been short and played basketball successfully? The answer to that question is no. There's obviously been someone who has been short and been successful playing basketball. There have been people who have acted completely contrary to the stereotypes and have been very successful. If not... If there really, really has not been someone who hasn't done it, and I have a hard time believing that that's the truth, but if not, does that someone need to be you? Does that someone who's doing the new exploring and setting new stereotypes need to be you? Okay, so you've explored this a little further as far as your stereotyping questioning goes when moving into your true aligned career, and Karen is still in your head. (laughs) You're not convinced that you can do or have or be or whatever it is your dream job is. Your next question to ask yourself is this. What is it about this that I'm drawn to? What really pulls me towards this? Let's stay on the hockey topic here. I may not have more hockey knowledge, but I can look at hockey from a broader perspective. (laughs) So let's say on the hockey topic, if you've decided that physically you may be able to pull hockey off, you may be able to do it, but mentally you just don't know if you can keep up with the hours, the practice and whatever else. And again, that's a decision that you ultimately need to make for yourself. So if you've decided this, then what is it about hockey 
and being a hockey player that you're drawn to? Is it the team working together to achieve a goal? Maybe it's camaraderie based. Is it the fame? You want to be revered in the NHL by adoring fans. Is it being able to get some aggression out? Is it ice skating? Is it the arena environment? If you're going beyond money and saying that that's what's drawing you to this, what is it at a deeper level that you're really drawn to about playing hockey? So dialing down this answer will help you to better see what would serve you in another capacity. So if you have a better understanding of what you're drawn to here, you can also find alternatives to this, maybe something similar. So I'm a coach, right? And while yes, I greatly enjoy helping others to get to their aha moments, I love sharing information with people in order to change their lives, I love the teaching aspect, I love empowering others through different thoughts and helping them to see things differently. One of the other things that I ultimately really love about coaching is being seen as someone who knows what she's talking about and connecting people with what they need. I love being seen as an authority figure. I have the authority figure, but I also love the people connection. The helping and the authority are what really go hand in hand for me. So while I could do this in my coaching business, if I had to pivot, I could find helping and authority features in other aspects, right? Maybe I could go and be like a professor or maybe I could go and work in a nonprofit or something else because those are the things that's important to me. And it's not solely just, you know, the coaching part of me that loves this. It's, I should say, it's not just the coaching part for me. There are aspects of this business that I love. If you're at a crossroads and you're really debating what comes next for you because of a stereotype or even because of like a limiting belief of some sort, which could be tied into the stereotyping and imposter syndrome or whatever other thought you have put in your way and you just really don't feel like that's going to be an option for you, then I would invite you to dig into it further. Dig into it. Learn more about what draws you to that industry, that position, or that title. And again, going beyond money, because this is bigger than just being a millionaire, right? You can be a millionaire in a million different ways. This is what's going to help you to align your values with your career. Stereotyping and this idea of labeling people is something that's really been on my mind lately because I was asked to sit on a panel as a millennial representative and the pre-work and questionnaire that they had me filling out had them telling, had me telling them about stereotyping situations that I'd been in previously. And, and as I was doing this, I realized that my stereotypes haven't been tied to my millennial label or even my label as a woman. More, they've been tied to just being new, being inexperienced in something, putting myself in new scenarios, not because of a stereotype. But I had to first recognize this. I had to recognize the stereotype and I had to question the stereotype before I could move forward and move past it. 
Stereotypes can be changed. They can be fluid. And you can be the one to change them. You just first have to recognize the stereotype you're facing. Ask how it's affecting you. Consider, is it true for you? Is it holding you back? How do you prove it wrong in your own head? And then how do you prove it wrong in the minds of others? So if you're at a place in your career where a Karen or someone else has gotten your head and told you that you can't have or do or be something because of some stereotype, it is time to dig in further and ask questions in order to move forward successfully. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Corporate Hippie Hustle. Don't forget to connect with me on LinkedIn for daily tools to help take your corporate career from stuck to aligned. I'd also love to have you in my Facebook group, The Corporate Hippie Hustlers, where I teach exclusive content and you can find a like-minded community of women who are looking to grow their careers. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes and keep this show rolling. I look forward to chatting with you in the next episode, but until then, keep hustling.